Today on the podcast, we have two big pieces of news from OpenAI in regards to ChatGPT. The first is in regards to GPT-5, and the second is a whole bunch of new features that have just rolled out for ChatGPT. So today on the podcast, we'll be diving into them. The first little bit of AI news is the fact that the GPT-5 trademark has been filed by OpenAI. This is, I think, some was spotted by Windows Latest, and this dates back to July 18th, apparently, when they um, submitted the application for the mark GPT-5. Um, and, de- and the details on the actual application itself said that um, this is going to be a, quote, downloadable computer software for using language model. Obviously, that's nothing super, I don't know, new. That's pretty vague. Um, And the wording is pretty vague, and I think that it is highlighting a couple other features in this. It also said, quote, the artificial production of human speech and text. Um, And then it also said, quote, natural language processing, generation, understanding, and analysis. So everything that was on there is, you know, pretty much what you would imagine GPT-4 was able to do. They're not really giving away any clues about its capabilities or any increased features or capabilities from this. But apparently, according to a report, that's actually really in line with the same language that OpenAI used when they filed those applications for both GPT-3.5 and GPT-4. So apparently this is, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, we're not getting a lot of information about where they're going with this, but we do know that it's coming. Now, I want to talk about a rumor that came about um, back in March. So back in March, Sikui Chen, who is on Twitter, he is the co-founder or I, I guess the founder. He, he's built a bunch of different companies, including Postmates, Zynga, Sandbox VR, Runway Co. Um, he's also invested in Mercury and a bunch of other companies. So pretty big um, person in the in the tech space. He tweeted back in March, I have been told that GPT-5 is scheduled to complete training this December and that OpenAI expects it to achieve AGI. Um, he then also said, which means we will all hotly debate as to whether it actually achieves AGI, which means it will. So that's kind of interesting. Um, however, so, you know, of course, there's going to be the whole debate about AGI, but I, apparently from based off of whatever information he has, which could be hearsay, who knows, it could be a rumor, but, you know, he's kind of in the space um, and has been integrating with a lot of stuff in this area for a while, but apparently, you know, December, which, you know, if they're already filing the trademark, this is something they're looking at. Now, at the very beginning of this year, of course, Sam Altman, when everyone was kind of freaking out about GPT-4 and its capabilities, was like, oh, don't worry, like, we're not even training GPT-5 yet. And I think he's kind of, you know, saying that to put everyone at ease and, you know, so we're not all worried that robots are going to take our jobs. I think that it's going to come to the to the point in the next month or two where they, they probably start kicking off the training and start actually making some serious progress on this. Um, they've done a bunch of kind of fixes, patches and improvements to GPT 4.5 or 4. And um, well, I think we're, we're going to start seeing them work on 5 soon. So I think that's going to be very interesting to follow. So the second piece of news is the fact that OpenAI has just, they just tweeted out that they've added a whole bunch of new features. Um, They said, we're rolling out a bunch of small updates to improve the ChatGPT experience shipping over the next week. And I've actually seen a bunch of these features um, already on ChatGPT, but apparently um, all of them will be over the next week. You know, they kind of like to do a slow rollout. If someone, you know, has an adverse reaction to one in particular, they might roll it back. Um, And so they kind of play that by ear a little bit. We see them put things out and take them away. For example, the you know, the internet browsing and stuff. But um, it looks like, you know, over the next week, all of these should be out. So the first one is prompt examples. They said a blank page can be intimidating at the beginning of a new chat. You'll now see examples to help uh, you get started. So that's kind of interesting. I'd be curious to see if that really is something that is kind of, I don't know, like a 
if it's just like helping you become a better prompt engineer, um, if they're really useful or if they're super generic, I'll be curious to see. The second thing is suggested replies. So they say, go deeper with a click. ChatGPT now suggests relevant ways to continue your conversation. I've actually seen the same feature on a number of different AI models. And I mean, really, this is exactly what Google Bard being the most uh, prominent, I think. But really, this is exactly what Google has been doing for a long time. If you do a Google search, there it, it shows like a bunch of little bubbles below of, you know, similar searches people have made or things that it's recommending you search as well. And so they're, I think they're just doing the same thing where um, they're giving you some suggestions of other, you know, using AI to suggest what your next question might be and what the next thing you might ask or be interested in. Now, here is where I think that this gets a little bit crazy. Back when ChatGPT launched, I remember listening to a podcast called Marketing Against the Grain, and they were talking about how AI was going to be used in search and stuff. And they made a lot of predictions. Most of them didn't come true. But one that um, I've always thought about, which I think could actually play out here, is they said, you know, companies eventually, if they see that there's like a specific prompt that you give an AI model like ChatGPT and it um, and when you give it that prompt, right, you like, let's say you say, what's the best SaaS company for like VOIP phone calls, right? I don't know, something random. And it, it like recommends one company at the top. But if you ask that same question a different way, it's like, what's the best one? If I'm really focused on cost, it might recommend a different one, right? So what they were predicting is that companies would actually kind of like sponsor or push in a way you asking a, a specific question that they know the AI model will respond um, positively to their company. And so now where they're having these kind of suggested replies or these bubbles where it's like, you know, you just asked it this, do you want to ask it this question next? You know, I think there could be an ad play here where there's sponsored bubbles below the chat that essentially it's like, do you want to ask it this question next? And when you click that one, it's going to favorably reflect on a specific company. Really interesting thought. I'm not sure if this will play out um, or if, you know, that would make people too annoyed or upset to have sponsored stuff in there. Um, especially, um, but maybe the free tier. I mean, honestly, if it's, if you're getting something for free, all bets are kind of off. So I think it'll be interesting to, to see where that goes, but that is just a, an interesting thought I had. So the third feature is GPT-4 by default. Um, finally, <laughs> it's really been really annoying. I have to say whenever, like I'm obviously a paying user for GPT, for chat GPT plus. Um, and every time I go to start a chat, it like defaults to GPT-3.5. Sometimes I don't realize, and I ask it a question on GPT-3.5. If you have Plus, in my opinion, it makes a difference. If you don't, you might not care. But for me, it's annoying to pay extra for something. I just want the best version of it. So, yeah, that's that's cool, I think, for sure. This is the biggest feature I think they have announced, and that is uploading multiple files. You can now ask ChatGPT to analyze data and generate insights across multiple files. This is available with the Code Interpreter beta for all Plus users. Um, but this is absolutely amazing. I've actually seen this come out of a couple other um, AI models. I think perhaps Anthropic did something like this, or there are some other similar ones. In any case, um, this is really cool because now you can upload a couple different financial statements and you could say, hey, from financial, you know, like, like, let's say you do your profit and loss statement for your company um, for last year and then the year before, and you say, hey, what are the big differences um, from this year to last year? You could start asking it questions about the two different documents, referencing them this is amazing. And for data analysts, this is going to be absolutely crazy. Like this really is going to change the game. So I think that uh, that will be amazing uploading multiple files. And I mean, I can also think of so many different things that that'll be used for. So very, very cool feature. 
The fifth thing that they are doing is, uh, this is kind of small, but it's just you're staying logged in. <laughs> Up until now, they log you out every two weeks, which is kind of annoying. Um, so now, you know, you just stay logged in every two weeks, I guess. That's a new feature. I'm not sure. It, it made it onto their official tweet, so it's kind of funny. It seems like a small thing, but I guess if people use it enough, they'll notice even the small stuff. Um, the sixth thing is keyboard shortcuts. So you can work a lot faster with shortcuts, like Control-Shift to copy last code block, and also control plus to see the complete list so they have a couple other features i think that's you know for developers will really like that the response has been fairly positive on twitter as you know as far as people really liking a lot of these updates and uh you know i think some people are saying that they would really like a search bar to find a specific chat from your chat history to use um there's a, a couple other feature requests that are coming in but i think overall this is a really big step in just getting a bunch of really great new features out. It'll be really interesting to see how they continue to evolve uh, GPT-4. It looks like most of these features are ones that are useful enough and will just roll over to GPT-5, right? Like these aren't things that um, they'll have to reinvent or do anything different. So everything they're doing now is essentially making the core product better. So when this GPT-5 comes out, maybe in December, um, it's just that much better and ready to go. So this is something we'll definitely be following and very excited to see the progress on. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI dash box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.